What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Easy Way or the Hard Way podcast. Where we teach you everything we're learning about life that school never taught you. Happiness, financial freedom, and healthy relationships are what we all want. So listen close, because we're here to give you tips on living life the easy way so you can avoid the hard way. I'm Colin, the male half of this podcast. And I'm Bianca, the female half of this podcast. Hey, guys, and welcome back to the Easy Way or the Hard Way. It is episode 10, but we are super excited for another reason, because... I just proposed to Bianca. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You heard it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what's the most funny part about this whole thing was in our last podcast episode, we were listing off questions and the very last question was, what are your plans for the weekend? And I listed off all these plans that didn't even exist. And Colin was like, yeah, we have the same plans. Little did I know, he's probably over here geeking inside because he's like, oh my God, we're getting engaged this weekend. She doesn't even know. Like he, when he answered that question, I was looking right at him. No emotion, no facial expression. Just, yeah, same plans. I was like, okay. I think someone actually commented on the Instagram and that's yeah. what made Bianca think about it after I had done it because uh, when we were doing it, I even remember just because I was so nervous leading up to when I did it, which was February 2nd, by the way. Um, I was so nervous, but I know Bianca and she just reads any clues that are out of the normal. So you have to just be as nonchalant and normal and relaxed and calm and collected as you could possibly be. So that's what I was doing. And I was like, oh, oh man, oh man. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, I'm just not doing anything. I'm just kind of hanging out, you know? <laughs> I was like, we gotta be calm and cool. And that's exactly what we did until he proposed. <laughs> but yeah. Leading up to that, we were totally calm and hanging out. Mm-hmm. So, so this episode is gonna be about the proposal. We're gonna talk about it and just kind of discuss like what happened and our thoughts on what it's like now, like immediately afterwards, because it's only been a few days and how we feel and what's all going through our minds. And we already uploaded a YouTube video where Colin kind of told the story. And if you missed it, the actual video of him proposing is in that video. Mm -hmm. So if you missed it, definitely go check that one out. And this one is going to be from Bianca's perspective yeah, and her telling it instead of me. Yeah, so you can kind of get like both points of view and mm-hmm. then we're going to do another Q&A over on my channel here in like the upcoming week yeah. answering all of your questions. Yeah, but also after we talk about the proposal, we're going to also dive into another topic and we're going to be talking about why being your authentic self is so important and then also realizing what people's negative judgments about you really mean mm-hmm. and kind of just talking through all of it. So I think we should just go right ahead and have Bianca explain what happened. Okay, so I want to do that. And then I also have a small list of questions that I developed on my phone for Colin because like whenever we got engaged, I knew like I, there's just some things that I did pick up on. So I knew it was coming at one point Mm -hmm. so i kept this list because he obviously wasn't gonna answer my questions and i just wasn't gonna ask them i kept this list on my phone of questions that i wanted to ask him just like curious questions so i'll tell the story first so am i telling it from that yeah tell tell it from your perspective wherever you want to start okay so let's do just from that morning okay okay Nothing was out of the ordinary. We got up. It was super chill. The only thing, thinking back on it now, that was a red flag for me was the plans. 
of going and hanging out with Reagan and her boyfriend and their friends. Mm -hmm. I feel like traditionally we would have just went over to your house and watched it with your family. Yeah. Which is literally what we did end up doing after we got engaged. Yeah. And we'll explain why later. But that when you first told me that this was and like then, this was like three weeks before yeah he told that me that told like a week or two before that. so the like the super bowl plans because he, he proposed on the super bowl so it all came about because i said like two weeks ago because this is how far in advance i planned yeah. things i was like what are we doing for the super bowl and he said oh i don't know i'll ask reagan well i said i'll see what my family's, family's doing, doing. Oh, and yeah. i talked to my mom first and then i said after that that i talked to reagan right so then he said, oh, they're going uptown and they invited us. And like naturally, like, okay, that seems like that would have happened. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like you would have been like, oh, she invited us, but let's just go here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it could have gone both ways. So par- partially when you did say that, I was – and then he said, and after they're going to a bar. And I was like, it's Sunday. Like, people have to go to work on Monday. I was like, they're going to a bar after the game because the games usually end at like 10, 11. And then they're going to go to the bar – it just didn't seem right, but I was kind of like, whatever. And he just kept saying he wanted to go because we, like, never really get to hang out with Reagan. And I also wanted to, like, hang out with Reagan. So, at that point, I was pretty excited about it. Anyways, so, fast forward. And it's, like, the day before. And I'm like, okay, like, what time? Where is this apartment? And he couldn't, like, he's just like, I don't know. Like, Reagan hasn't told me. I didn't ask Reagan like, I don't know. It was just always, I don't know. I'm just doing whatever Reagan does. Mm-hmm. So he never gave me, like, pl- it's your phone. Oh, where is it? Con's phone's buzzing, and he just, like, hit mine so hard to pause it. I think it's over on the couch. Oh, whatever. Okay, so, um, anyways, he just kept saying, I don't know, and, like, go with the flow, which then I started to, like, think that that's actually like i just didn't think anything of it because he he never knows like the plans he's always like yeah whatever okay go with the flow you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah and if he's planning it it's still a go with the flow thing even Mm -hmm. though he planned it and that's also odd because i didn't plan it and so you Mm -hmm. know all of those are just kind of like thinking back like now i understand so he made these plans for us to go watch the super bowl with his sister and um we were going to like this rooftop like apartment thing no no we were just going to an apartment and watching it yeah we ended up at a rooftop before because Because. earlier i saw that this really good place merchant and trade was having like a pre-super bowl party and they were opening their doors at three and i get like really nervous when i have to meet people i've never met before and so i have never met reagan's friends before and it was kind of freaking me out just because i had to hang out with people so i saw they were open i was like oh we should go get drinks so, like, hoping I could, like, get some drinks in me, you know, before I met them. <laughs> so then, and it just sounded fun. Like, it would be something fun for us to do. So, Colin texted Reagan. I was like, oh, okay, I'll see if Reagan wants to meet me at Merchant and Trade. And they did. Mm-hmm. So, we that's why we ended up getting drinks at Merchant and Trade. And then that day, we were laying on the couch watching The Killing. Nothing was out of the ordinary. Thank God I washed my hair the day before. Because... <laughs> That would have been a disaster if I did it. But it was just super chill. I was like, what are you wearing? He was like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, um, great. So I ended up like, because sometimes I do this where I pick out his outfit just because I like to style people. So I picked out his outfit. For the most part. For the most part. He picked out his jacket because he was like, oh, I kind of want to wear a jacket. I was like, okay, cool. 
And then on the way there, we were driving there. Everything was still super normal. We even went to the grocery store and bought brownies because I was convinced that we couldn't go without bringing food to like somebody's house and then expect to eat their food. I saw that was rude. So we stopped and got brownies. We stopped and got Starbucks. We got there before Reagan and her boyfriend did. So we were playing trivia crack in the car. He didn't seem nervous at all. But I was nervous because of the thought of like hanging out with people I had never met before. And that just, just, it just makes me nervous. I can't help it. I've always been that way. It just makes me nervous. And then I warm up to him and I'm totally normal. You know what I mean? So we get there and we order drinks and um, Alex and Reagan get there and everything's super normal. And we move tables like three times because the sun was just like beating somebody in the, fa- in the face at some point. And it was just really normal. And I felt like we were getting ready to go. And I went to the bathroom and then came back. And then um, Reagan, his sister, was like, okay, we should take pictures or something. And I was like, oh, yes. Because <laughs> I wasn't going to suggest, but I brought my camera because I was vlogging that weekend. Mm-hmm. And because I kind of like wanted to take a picture because Colin and I went there previously for my birthday and we took a cute picture. And so um, he even said something like, oh, we could recreate the picture mm-hmm. earlier that day. So I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to bring my camera because like I would like to post that. Mm-hmm. And so I had my camera and I handed it to Reagan. I, we got the settings all right. And I was figuring it out while Reagan was taking her picture with Alex because we took their pictures first. And then I handed the camera to Reagan, went over and stood by Colin. And then um, I sort of blacked out after <laughs> that. But he, I remember him turning my waist and he was like, Bianca. And then he said something and then I looked and turned and I saw Alex had his phone up, her boyfriend, and he must have been like recording or something. But as soon as I saw them with the phone up and stuff and him turning my waist and talking to me, I just like instantly knew that that was it. But I was so like thrown off. I just did not. I was kind of, I had drinks. I was just kind of like happy and relaxing. And then I was just, I also hate being surprised because I don't know how to control like myself when I am surprised because I get like really overwhelmed and emotional. So my arms were like flailing and I was like crying and I was just super surprised. And then he had to reread what he said to me. So thank God he wrote it down, but he also memorized it, which was very cool. He told me that, well, he goes to the bathroom a lot, like that's fine. (laughs) But every time he went to the bathroom, he told me he was just saying it in his head over and over and repeating it. So he didn't get it wrong. And then he kind of teared up. I'm surprised you didn't cry. I'm, if I'm being honest, well, I think it was just because you had to say stuff. There was a lot of preparation beforehand to make sure I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want it to be like, well, because first I was so worried about like, what if I stutter my words? I really don't want to do that. Yeah. So then that's why I was making sure I said it over and over again and like had it down. Mm-hmm. And I also tried to take my time when I was doing it. Yeah, you to spoke make sure, very thoroughly. To make sure that it wasn't like too jumbled and too quick. So that was my biggest concern. And then... um yeah, I just thought about how if I cried, it might ruin this, like me talking to you. And I didn't want that to happen either. But I did, <laughs> I did like tear up, but I didn't cry. Right. But yeah. so um, then he got down on one knee and I didn't even remember if he held up a box or not with the ring in it. Like <laughs> he did, he did. And the box is pretty cool, but um, I still have the box. I keep it by my nightstand. So I like put my ring in there when I'm showering or while I'm working out or sleeping. But because I don't want to it's get the safe hurt. place. It's the safe place, yeah. 
But um, yeah, I seriously blacked out so hard. I can't remember anything until like, I just remember, like, I, I know I kissed you before I even put the ring on because mm-hmm. somebody yelled, put it on her finger. Yeah. And then I was just like paying attention and calling yeah. at that point. And then I really don't remember saying the ring. And then um, I remember my hand shaking when he was trying to put it on. And then there wasn't that many people up there. Um, so that was really nice because mm-hmm. that <laughs> there's a lot of people. Yeah, I never there, wanted it to be like a big public thing. Yeah. And so then after that, we took a bunch of pictures, which was awesome. And it was cool that it was like all on my camera so mm-hmm. we like had the pictures so we could edit them and stuff mm-hmm. and then um since it was a super bowl there were no wanted, restaurants yeah open. i wanted to take her to the melting pot and the melting pot wasn't open and, and the melting were... pot is where um we went when like the day we started officially dating as like boyfriend and girlfriend yeah it's where i asked her to be my girlfriend yeah so then that's like our place and we yeah. always go there on our anniversary of that day which is the 25th mm-hmm. so now we have the 25th and the second mm-hmm. we don't know when we're getting married yet <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i did, i wanted to take her to a restaurant but then i that wasn't open and then no other really really great ones were open and i wasn't going to settle for anything like just mediocre for this because i feel like it's really important yeah so then we decided that we were going to celebrate this coming weekend yeah and that just worked out great because i like through my connections have a penthouse condo that we're going to be able to stay out and all kinds of stuff so it'll be Mm -hmm. a fun weekend and then we're going to the melting pot Mm -hmm. it's actually happening tomorrow yeah so that's exciting so that's happened and then i facetimed my family and colin told them before um like obviously Mm -hmm. and then um we ended up going back to his house and his mom and his sister both bought champagne Mm -hmm. and like we popped a bottle of champagne watched the super bowl they had food so it was really cool to like go i thought it was cool to see them like first just because like i'm coming into your family Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah so yeah that was really fun and exciting and his sister and colin planned out the whole thing if you missed that backstory definitely go check out the video but yeah. colin and connor i mean oh my god reagan. colin and reagan i mix up their names all the time but so does their mom so i don't really feel that bad actually yeah. so does a lot of their family okay so colin and reagan schemed and met up for lunch and figured out a whole plan mm-hmm. and um yeah i had no idea that it was gonna happen so so job well done yeah job well done <laughs> i was totally thrown off did I miss anything? If I did, the, all the details are in that. Yeah, video. if you did, you can just go watch me talk about it too. Yeah, so it was super fun. My ring is so pretty. I do want to do a YouTube video just specifically all about the ring. Um, and I don't know, I just have a f- couple fun YouTube videos in line coming up all about engagement, but also keep it real with the health and fitness content and the vlogging. So oh, yeah. it's going to be like a cool mix. And um, yeah, we're currently talking about venues. And do you want to talk about the first couple of days of engagement life? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first couple of days is just really surreal. It and is. like, it's just honestly just an overwhelming sense of joy and like shock and amazement. You're like, oh my God, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, I don't know, you can talk. It's also really overwhelming. It is pretty overwhelming, surprisingly. The first thing like that's surreal is just the word fiance. Mm-hmm. I was at Orange Theory today and I was like, oh, my boyfriend. And I, I was like, no, 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 not my boyfriend, my fiance. <laughs> and she, everyone, it was just funny. But um, I don't know, calling him my fiance is like super surreal, especially because I've like dreamed of this moment. I knew I wanted to marry Colin. 
since like the beginning of me and Colin. So now that it's a thing, like it's actually real now, it's just bizarre <laughs> to say the least. It's cool. I like can't stop looking at my ring either. It's so pretty and shiny. And when the sun hits it, I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, it's really cool and exciting, but it is overwhelming because, well, first of all, like, I don't know. There's just like, we've had such an overwhelming amount of like love and yeah. like responses on Instagram. We've and also just been like running around like crazy the past few days just yeah. with doing all kinds of other stuff, even that aren't even related to it. But yeah. it's overwhelming just because so many people are like, oh, when are you getting married? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so people like, are like, oh, so when's the day? And we're like, we're we like wait, know. we got married less than a week. I mean, got married. We got engaged less than a week ago. So, um, yeah, it, that is kind of funny how people are like, so what day do you want? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, ideally this day, but I'm sure the venue that we end up picking won't have that available. So yeah. it really just depends on where we want to get married and when that venue is available. But we did pick a wedding hashtag. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell them? Oh, yeah. It's Colin Her Henderson. Yeah. So hashtag Colin Her Henderson. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. That was the first thing we've ever done <laughs> wedding planning wise. Mm-hmm. I did download the Knot app and I took a little quiz based on like a bunch of pictures saying it was basically like a swipe right, swipe, swipe left thing. And you swiped mm-hmm. right if you liked it and you swiped left if you hated it. It was kind of funny. But they said after I took that quiz that my particular wedding style is modern with a bit of southern and a touch of luxury in a beach desert or tented venue so (laughs) we'll probably end up in one of those yeah um unfortunately charlotte doesn't have a beach Beach or a desert beach would be cool yeah so we've been talking we've been looking at wedding venues none of them are particularly sticking out to us online that are in charlotte um, just kind of like based on our style and the things that we like. It's just very yeah. southern, like charm, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's what either of us like. Yeah. And you only get married once, you know. So hopefully, so <laughs> <laughs> hopefully in our case. Oh so goodness. I'm just saying. So we're only gonna get married once. You're jinxing us. <laughs> no, I'm not. Are you kidding me? Go knock on someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. We've kind of popped the destination wedding idea in yeah. there a couple times, but you know, we'll we're know still just kind time. of feeling it out in terms of what we want to do. It still hasn't even been a week yet. Yeah. So that's I don't even know what kind of dress I like. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is just so confusing. <laughs> Everyone was like, um, "Just download the knot," <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, step one." <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't know. It is very overwhelming, and it doesn't need to be. And we're in no rush to get married. Like, I feel like we're gonna definitely take our time mm-hmm. planning and not being stressed. Yeah. And you guys know we want to move in November and get a dog, and so piling all it's those a lot together. So yeah. we just want to be. We're trying to somehow spread them out in a healthy, organic way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, but I can't believe we're engaged. I know, it's crazy. You guys are going to have to start calling me Bianca Henderson. It's wild. I know. No more Bianca Franco. Except I'm going to put Franco as my middle name. So I'll hyphenate. I'll be like Bianca Franco Henderson. So, yeah, that's definitely happening. 
have anything else No. Do you want to go ahead and read the questions? Oh, I forgot about the yeah, questions. I was thinking about it while you were talking. Oh my gosh. Thank God you said that because I seriously forgot. Okay. So I have these in my notes um, for, I've had them for a long time. Okay. So questions for Colin is what it's titled. Um, so probably like a month or so ago, I don't even know how long ago it was. He took a phone call. It was his very first phone call he's ever taken outside of the apartment. Do you remember that day? Mm-hmm. Who did you call? I called Alex. Oh. My And Alex is a manager that I work with. And I called him because uh, we were shooting at this condo, the penthouse condo that we're going to stay at. And to be able to rent it, it's like almost two grand and it's a minimum of like a two night stay. And based on just all the spending that's been happening lately, I was like, well, I can't afford that, but maybe I can negotiate a deal with Alex where I can get to stay there one of the nights and in exchange for that, take like a price cut on a video or something. So that was what I did. So I called him and asked him and like told him my plan and everything. And he said, yes, and that we could go ahead and do it. So I made that FBI move Mm -hmm. and got that secured. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to be staying there. So now it's, yeah, dope. So you're with Alex. Okay. Okay. Next question. I kind of already know the answer to this, but we'll just ask it for them. Was when did you ask my dad? Like when's the first time you ever mentioned marriage to my dad? The day before. (laughs) (laughs) So he ended up calling my dad, but Mm -hmm. my dad and Colin are like, tight like mm-hmm. we're all cool we have a group text me calling him my dad so it's fun stuff do you want to i you can elaborate more in the q a in my youtube video if you want about how your conversation went okay okay um what were your other ideas for proposals <clears throat> well uh when we went on vacation to where was it grand cayman grand cayman i debated doing it there for a long time just because it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, no, she might be expecting that. And there's a lot of things out of my control. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know. And I kind of gave up on that idea. Mm-hmm. And then I debated doing it in different ways at Merchant and Trade. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ways I debated doing it was like having Bianca like go there with a friend and then just showing up. And I would show up to their table with their drinks as if I was like their waiter. Mm-hmm. And, like, say, here's your drinks, ladies, and also I have something else for you. And then, like, get on my knee. Mm -hmm. But I debated that. I debated, like, also, like, in an apartment, like, in the condo that, like, we were uh, being able to stay at. I was, like, maybe I could do it there. Then, like, plans kind of, like, changed, so I couldn't do it there. Um, I also debated, like, just... um, kind of setting up like an area somewhere that had a rooftop and like decorating it with lights and stuff. But then I decided against that. Cause I would have known it. Yeah. There's no element of surprise there, mm. but um, yeah, ultimately it just ended up going on with what we had and doing it at merchant and trade because the time was right. I was ready and um, had Bianca fooled. So I knew it was just the way to go. And Bianca loves rooftops and so do I. And it was a really pretty place and just a good moment. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, 
The one day you said you were overwhelmed or something. I felt like it was because of this. Why were you were you ever overwhelmed? Yeah, I was overwhelmed because um I, there there was one point where I was overwhelmed because I was writing out what I was going to say and I just felt like I couldn't get it right and like perfect uh-huh. the way I wanted it to be. So I was getting really overwhelmed with that at one point and it was kind of stressing me out. And then there was one day I was really overwhelmed because like I knew that I couldn't do it at the condo anymore. So that was stressing me out. And yeah, just, yeah, that's pretty much, I would say the biggest things that like made me overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we were eating at Suprika mm-hmm. and your mom was texting you. And you were like super like secretive. What were you guys talking about? Wait, when? At, At Suprika, we ate there on a Monday. And my mom was texting me? Yeah. You were like, sorry, I'm texting my mom. And I was like, oh, about what? And you were like, nothing. Um, I mean, I can't remember what we were talking about. It probably had to do with either where to put the ring since it had like shipped to my house and like when I was coming to get it because mm-hmm. we had to talk about that or if not that it was like her talking about uh Reagan and how she wasn't working and how she wanted to help mm-hmm. and that's probably what it was probably one of those okay and then do you remember the day you did it you went for a walk yeah why did you go for a walk? I went for a walk. Because now I remember that. I went for a walk at first to go and call the melting pot because I couldn't make a reservation online. Oh, speaking of that, we have to call them. Yeah. So minutes. then I called and they were closed for the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, dang. I <laughs> Like, that just, like, sucks. So, and then I also called uh, your dad that day, too. Like, when ah. I was on the walk. Well, I tried to call him, but he didn't answer. So then had to run out again and like answer the phone and talk to him. Oh, I mm-hmm. see. I see. Yeah. Those are all my questions. I didn't have that many, but there are some things he did that were totally suspicious. And I was like, I will ask him these after it happens. <laughs> <laughs> things I need to know. Everything. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything else. No, I think that's like the majority of it. Do you want to go ahead and talk about authentic self? Yeah. So, and like, you know, we haven't really done like a serious motivational podcast episode in a hot second. In a minute, yeah. So we did want to like tie this in because you guys are listening to it on a Monday and we want you guys to kill your Monday. Mm-hmm. So. What is being your authentic self? I think that is living your life and creating your own reality to make yourself happy and not caring what anyone else thinks because it's not their life, it's your life and people are going to talk about you no matter what. So might as well just live your life to the fullest and make yourself happy because that's all that matters. Yeah, that's a pretty good summarization. Are you going to try and one-up me now? Um, I would say that being your authentic self is... Following the voice inside your head when it comes to the things you want, when it comes to how you want to dress, when it comes to how you want to portray yourself. Your um, don't let it's it's not letting other people determine the life you're gonna live and who you're gonna be. It's letting mm-hmm. yourself truly determine that and not letting other people be able to sway that. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you know who you are and or like, you know, what career you want to do and 
you're like you it could be like how parents sometimes you hear stories where someone really wants to do something else as a career like maybe it's an art career and their parents are lawyers and they're forcing them to go to like be a lawyer and go to college to get a degree for that and like take the bar and all kinds of stuff and that would be an example of not being your authentic self and not living your authentic life because you're living based on someone else's wants and desires for who they think you should be rather than your own wants and desires for yourself. And that's how you're truly happy is when yeah. you are your authentic self. If you can sit there and say, I know I'm my authentic self, then I think you're in a really good spot. Yeah. And I'm proud of you. I think it's like a super important part of like actually becoming what I think an adult is. So like I think becoming I think when you're like young and when you're I would what I would consider not an adult you don't have this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like when you're growing up, it's all about just like you have to listen to your parents. So half the time your life really is like what they want it to be. Mm-hmm. And until I think you are at a spot where you're not around your parents all the time and you can like freely decide like the person you want to become. And I think it also comes with age too. Because I feel like if you're in hi- like if you're in high school and you're listening to this right now, I feel like it's kind of hard. Like you probably have wants and desires and things that are like your hobbies that you're super passionate about. And those might be um, like little nuggets that are maybe like, uh, like knocking on the door that are saying like, Hey, this might be your authentic self, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think until you get to a point where you're older and you're away from your parents and you've done like a ton of just like self-evaluation of yourself and also just truly gotten to the point where you're not gonna let like so like okay let's say that you want to be a filmmaker but someone else like tells you you're not good at it and then you decide that because someone told you that that you're not going to do it even though it's what you love and care about like the most in like at all and it's what you want to do so that would be an example of, of like letting your authentic self down and like not following through on that because then maybe you would just quit get a different job and just do that Mm -hmm. so i think it's really just about owning who you are and deciding that you're not going to let anyone else tell you how to live your life i agree yeah and also the people who do tell you how to live your life are people who are unhappy with their own life Mm -hmm. yeah so the next thing we have is stop listening to what other people want you to be. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there's so many times, like especially in friend groups, I've found that like specifically, um, like when I, I went through a drastic change over like the last few years and totally recorrected my life and just who I am and like the person I am every single day and like what I do and what I'm working toward because I was lost for a while. But when I was lost, I had friends that like, I would still consider like, are good people. And like, I would still be friends with them, but they're not really my friends anymore. And they knew me as a different person. But then one day I decided that I don't like who this person is. And I want to go on a more positive path. And I want to pretty much reclaim my identity for the person that I really want to be and stop living this life where I was kind of directionless. So I kind of like found the direction. I found like my dreams and my purpose and everything again and decided I was gonna go in that direction. And because I did that, 
the people I were I was friends with were like telling me that I was changing and telling me that like um like they just don't know if they can be friends with me anymore and like all this stuff and like we're getting we're so upset because they thought that like I was the one who was wrong for doing what I was doing and I could have totally messed up and listened to everything that they were saying and stopped what I was doing but I didn't I just tooted my own horn proud of myself for not doing that but <laughs> that's a prime example of they were telling me something they were fed up with who I was becoming even though it was who I truly wanted to be and I didn't want to be who I was before. Mm-hmm. And they loved who I was before. So I had to let go of that and also let go of what they wanted from me because it's not their life. It's my life. So if that situation happens with you, you just really have to hold firm in what you want, what you believe and keep pushing for that instead of listening to someone who might say that maybe you're doing something wrong even if you believe it in your heart so if you believe it in your heart don't let someone else sway you because that's just a lot of times they're insecure because maybe they might be realizing something about themselves that they should change or yeah i don't know but yeah or they're just afraid to lose you Mm -hmm. and so they might like attack you and criticize you Mm -hmm. which is like a common problem that like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't do but and then that's kind of just like a red flag that maybe you're not surrounding yourself with the best people or the best friends because i think a true friend would have your back no matter what and they would always support you Mm -hmm. and so people who tear you down and stuff those aren't real friends those are toxic yeah like Like if you if you like explain to someone that you're trying to like be who you want to be and they're gonna make you happy continue to judge you then that means they probably shouldn't be your friend yeah and you should probably have to cut ties even though it's kind of hard thing to do but it's probably what's best and it'll probably be like a weight off your shoulders yeah and also like off of that we can talk about at least in my opinion and i think a lot of people's opinions like what people's negative judgments about who you have become really mean or just people's negative judgments in general bianca taught like kind of hinted on it for a second earlier Mm -hmm. just talking about what people's negative judgments really mean do you want to kind of go further on it well i just think that people who can throw negativity or who can sit there and say something negative online or in person Mm -hmm. are just very unhappy they're unhappy with where they are in their life or they're unhappy in some aspect Mm -hmm. and they have nothing else that they think they can do except take it out on you which in return probably makes them feel better inside which is sad that that's the way things are but i feel like that's like a very large source of negativity Mm -hmm. and i mean we've all been like in an unhappy place and i'm sure you can realize that you were very negative in that time and place but like the part the whole point is in order to get yourself like to a good place and be happy, that's going to limit your own negativity. Mm-hmm. So like if you're noticing that in other people, that's kind of just like a sign to notice that, hey, they're unhappy and I care about who I surround myself with. Yeah. So um, that's one thing. And then also, like just in my opinion, I think negativity says a lot about a person. Mm-hmm. I think depending on what you say, it could say a lot about more than just one person. Like mm-hmm. someone said something pretty crappy to me the other day. Yeah. And I literally like went on a tangent about how that makes them look bad. That makes somebody else look bad. And that makes that whole person's family look bad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that just totally discredited you to me as a person. And I like would think, cause I'm confident in who I am and I'm confident in like 
what's happening in my life. Mm-hmm. And the fact that somebody said that to me, literally, I said out loud, they must be either having a terrible day or they're a terrible person or like, I just literally hate their whole family now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, who? I don't know. Well, I think, I think one thing that we can like take away from that too and just talk about a lot is that most people's insecurities if they don't take care of them and don't work to be a better person, like we're trying to help you guys Mm -hmm. do with this podcast and just that we try to do all the time with our life is all Mm -hmm. about like bettering ourselves and becoming a better person. But if you're, I I don't know, I guess if someone is being that negative, it's normally a sign that they're very unhappy with or jealous with who, yeah, but they're unhappy with who they are. Yeah. And because of that jealousy is like, is probably stemming from an insecurity of them being unhappy with maybe the way they look or Mm -hmm. the way that their career is going versus someone else's. And Mm -hmm. instead of being happy for someone who's having success they're going to tear them down because they're not there yet yeah. or they haven't reached that spot yet. And it's, it's, I think it's it, honestly really sad. I think a good practice, and this just came into my head. Someone's probably said this before, but I've never heard it. So I'm going to say it out loud. I think a really good practice, if someone's being mean to you or someone says a negative comment mm-hmm. or is just spreading negativity, I think in your head, or you could even say to, this to them, but I think a good thing to say is I pray you find happiness. Yeah, well, you know what's funny? I think it was Kevin Hart uh, who said this, but they were talking about how if you want to um, not listen to people be negative all the time and kind of basically set boundaries where you're just not going to tolerate people complaining and being super negative around you all the time, you literally just call them out whenever they're being negative. So if you were eating lunch with some friends and all they're doing is complaining about their life and doing all kinds of stuff like that, then you should literally be like, well, you could do this, 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 and this, and uh, tell them how to fix their problem. And then literally be like, um, I didn't come here to listen to you complain. I came here to like have fun and like talk to you. Mm-hmm. And like kind of, like you don't have to be mean about it, but just kind of explaining and actually telling them what's going on and letting them know right then and there that you're not gonna tolerate them doing that to you. But can't we all agree though, like just being around those people is super draining. Mm-hmm. It's like, it okay, so what's, what, is anything good happening in your life? Yeah. Cause I'm very sorry for all these things, but like, can you just focus on the positives? Yeah. And then maybe you won't even notice those things. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think like, uh, just when it comes to it's because a lot of the times even for us and I know like me and Bianca have like talked about this a lot before it's like it's hard to take negative judgments because realistically we're all human beings we're we all have emotions Mm -hmm. and it hurts like it's not fun to receive negative judgments but a way to think about it is to know what we're saying right now and think about it like that Mm -hmm. and kind of it can open your perspective then when people are being negative to you because more often than not, if they're being negative to you, it's they do want to hurt you to make themselves feel better. And they want to hurt you to the point that you'll give up on what you're doing and lower yourself to their level. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately the goal of someone who is being negative like that. They want you to not be as successful as you are in whatever they're mad about mm-hmm. so that they can feel better about themselves because they're not where you're at. So a way to think about it is like think about it like that when someone actually is negative to you instead of thinking about what if they're right or like actually think taking that in and letting it affect you because it's gonna affect you either way but like once it does just 
immediately think, wow, actually, I kind of feel bad for that person because they're obviously in a negative spot. Maybe the right move is to honestly say something like really positive and motivational back to them Mm -hmm. and be like, hey, I am maybe you might be in like a really bad spot right now. Blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry for you. I don't think that what you said is correct or true. And honestly, it did hurt my feelings, but I'm not going to respond in anger. And you could tell them, like, I really hope that you get some help with whatever you're going through right now. And if you need anything from me, just let me know, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's all about like how we can help others instead of tear them down. And just because someone tears you down doesn't mean that you should respond that way back. Because then you just stoop right to their level. Yeah, exactly. And if you're trying to be a better person, that's not what you should do. No, you need to hold your ground. Mm -hmm. You need to stay on your level. Because by you doing that, instantly you level up. Mm -hmm. This is very true. Like the Sierra song, which is like a bomb song. (laughs) If you've never heard Level Up, go run to that on the treadmill, okay? Oh my goodness, one of my faves. But yeah, I think that's like the main thing to take away from this whole authentic self-talk is own who you are. Be positive about it. Mm -hmm. Don't let other people determine who you're going to be. If you feel really strongly about something, then do it. Like you are your own person and you don't need to listen to other people when it comes to deciding your life choices. So that's one thing. Other thing is this is all about changing your perception when it comes to negativity. So if people are being mean and negative to you, instead of letting them get to you and responding back mean, Think about it and actually maybe even just feel bad. Like you could feel bad for them. You could respond, like I said, just practice thinking about it the other way. And then level up. And then level up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, so we got engaged and that's the most important thing about this whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) That is a wrap for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen and better yourself today. And make sure you don't forget to leave a review and rate our podcast so we can reach as many people as possible. We seriously can't wait to read the reviews you guys leave. I'm so excited. But that's all for today. The The easy way or the hard way. way.